0: to Horror Zone 607. It's episode 6 of The Big Show, and we're coming to you a little bit quicker than usual. Usually we do our shows on Wednesday nights, and uh, we just did a show last week on Wednesday, but it's Sunday, and uh, we're coming to you a little bit early because of the Thanksgiving holiday coming up this week. So uh, yeah, yeah, we're doing the show a little bit earlier than usual. With me is my fantastic panel that is usually here. First of all, my co host he was the original cast choice to play Princess Leia in Star Wars.
1: It's rich. Oh, man. Was, I would have looked way better with my uh, hair done around the buttons <laughs> and around my ears. That's what you look Eat like right now head. with your oh, headphones yeah. on. It's fucking awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course, also with us this week, the owner of 8122 Production Studios. He's your friend and mine, Ron. What's going on, horror nerds? And we have a special guest back in the studio with us this week. He likes long walks on the beach, gazing at the stars, chicken dinners. He's the professor of higher education, Rafe. (laughs) Hello, gang. Welcome back, buddy. It's good to have you here.
1: Just to be noted, though. Good to be here. To be noted, you'll hear this podcast on Wednesday. Putting on the same day.
0: Yeah, it's just. But well, we're recording, recording on Sunday, you know. so
1: that way you guys know. So that way you're like, well, this happened on Tuesday, and you didn't talk about it. Well, we should have left
2: that open, so that probably they have been should have. Yeah well,
1: yeah. well, it actually. Yeah. <laughs> the nice part about it is at least that way it explains why they're like, man, this happened on Tuesday, and you guys didn't talk about it. Well, no, some idea happens on Tuesday. Now you know why now you know why well I like to be transparent it's nice because that way that way we don't get the backlash from hey why didn't you talk about XYZ (laughs) well XYZ didn't happen yet because we had to record early because it's Thanksgiving and we have families to go be with and we have food to eat so that's just how it is
3: hey you guys got any big
1: plans coming up for the holiday
0: Anybody? I, I'm going to eat. Food? Yeah. You're going to eat? Uh, are we going on vacation anywhere? Doing anything fun? No, no. no. no? Going to my parents' house. Yeah, I'm cooking. I'm cooking most everything. Right That's, on. Yeah. Well, you're also a chef. That's what people also well, don't realize I'm not, is... But,
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm not. My parents are just getting old.
1: Ah. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, well, hey. Listen. Well, that
2: makes sense. It happens.
1: Yeah. Somebody's got to cook I'm together. being a good son
2: is what I'm being. <laughs> it's about time. I'm just going yeah,
1: to, to eat. eat. You <laughs> know, it took 47 years. Well... Yeah,
0: good stuff, guys. Good stuff.
1: Yeah, so what do you got in the news, Mike?
0: Well, in the news, we spent a lot of time in the last episode talking about the new Child's Play movie. And Rich and the rest of us had a big rant about the doll's name being Buddy and not Chucky. Well, it came out this week that that is actually false and that the doll's name is, in fact, going to be called Chucky.
1: No, 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 no the doll was originally going to be called Buddy, like they marketed it. They got really bad heat from the internet, like really bad, because if you go back and you look at their thread when they posted that, it was like thousands of comments on Twitter (laughs) of how stupid they were. And they went back and went like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, the, the doll is just a buddy doll, but the name of the doll is going to be Chucky. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's Cabbage Patch doll style where it comes with its birth certificate or if it's just what the kid's going to name it. I just think that they're going to get all the actors back in studio to do some voiceover work. You know, probably could knock it out in like a half hour if they just have them to say the name a couple different <laughs> ways. So they're going to be like, Chucky, Chucky, Chucky. You know, that's how I would do it if I was scared of Chucky. But no, it was gonna be buddy. I just think they're covering their tracks just like just like Hollywood does. Was that like a Tony 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 <laughs> yeah, Tony Chucky, Chuck Chucky? I Chucky. believe so, actually. Chucky 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 has done it again. Hey, it feels good.
0: Late eighties, early nineties are coming back. Hey, why, why not? not? Maybe they can get Tony 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 to do the soundtrack. Who knows? But
1: with it is uh, last week if you remember, I did mention the fact that of uh, the Michael Bay abortion of the teenage min- nu- yeah, teenage mutant ninja turtles. Now they're going to be from space, and then they crap can the idea because fans got on them. Same thing here. They're yeah. just not going to admit it. At least the only reason we had we knew it happened for Bay was because his movie's all CGI, so they had to reshoot a shit ton of it. Oh yeah, and that's the only reason it came out into light that that they had to do that. With this one, like I said, it's probably just voiceover work. All you yeah. have to do is add in, you know, just do voiceovers over the Chucky parts. You'll know, you'll know when you see the movie if you watch their lips. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much all it buddy. is.
3: It's oh, going to be buddy. it's going to look
1: like Buddy, but it's going to come out like Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I yeah. just I just I hate the sleazy Hollywood thing. They they swung, they took a swing, they 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 struck, they got a strike and then they were like, "Oh, wait a minute, no. We got a bunt."
0: Yeah, we got a We got a Gotta call him Chucky. He's gonna look like Chucky. We gotta call him Chucky.
1: Yeah, they're gonna get. We're gonna get way too much backlash. Nobody's gonna go see this movie. Newsflash: Most people aren't gonna see this movie, anyways. It's opening up against Toy Story Four. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. Oh. And I, I would prefer <laughs> way yeah. more prefer to go see Toy Story Holy Four.
2: Yeah, that's not gonna. Do anything in the box? Alone. No,
1: unless somebody like I think Ron made the comment that unless somebody wanders into the wrong theater, that's about <laughs> or you it. Take your kids to or a like double some, feature. Yeah, a
2: disillusioned <laughs> parent like uh, I'm tired. All this goes in. Maybe I don't know. <laughs>
0: it's possible. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know this. This whole thing. I mean, I, I thought for sure that they couldn't call it Chucky because you know Mancini owned the rights to the to the name. But, uh, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't own the rights to the good guy. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't quite understand. Yeah, that's what... where
2: it gets really weird. Especially, is he currently making a new one? They're making a, a TV They're show. making a TV series, okay. but it's
0: going to be a continuation of what's been done in the movies. Yeah. And he has plans for more movies from it, too. Yeah.
2: He's been... That's been his series for 30 years now. It's, yeah.
0: Yeah. But, you know, we talked about this before, too. It's just, you know, a series that's chugging along so strong and is still currently active... Well, who,
2: what's the studio making it though? Because like he, when he did Universal. like Bride of Chucky and then all those, did he change studios? Yeah, and... I believe
0: the Universal. Yeah, if they I'm they that Universal
1: when they did the last few. This is being so done may... by. MGM is sure doing the doing remake, is but doing remake, but they, so they, they, they originally really did the original. One. original. Yeah. All right, so, so yeah, they, they're, they're taking their rights. They're
2: taking their yep. There but, it is. It,
1: but if you think about it, the ones that they did over at Universal, weren't necessarily called Child's Play. Yeah, they weren't called John's players. There was something else, Chucky. Chucky. So I don't think I think MGM holds the rights to the name.
4: Uh, Still of Chucky. Well, well, it probably also plays off the way Kevin Smith says it all that he they have to pitch it to them first, and they say yay or nay. Yeah, they want to do it, and then he just once they said no, he just took it someplace else, but couldn't use John Blake because that's that's the same problem Uh, Kevin Smith runs into with the you know who should not be named. And that production company, because oh, yeah. he has to he has to go through everything through them first, and right. then moving it forward.
1: Right now, you think that they would fire, sell everything off. I'm just. going oh, no, that no, out I, I cause, agree, because it's not looking good. No,
4: no, I'm not trying to go. On. I'm not going on that tangent <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying that's just from listening from him in his podcast. He, no matter what happens, he has to go and say, "Hey, uh, this is this is the movie. Here's the script. I want to make it X amount of dollars. Here you go." They say yay or nay. After they say yay or nay, if they say yay, then they proceed. Right. When they say nay, he goes, okay, then he could shops it around, hits everybody else. When, I, you know, if everybody says no, then he's either got to fund it himself, which he's done in the past, or go for it. So I think that's yeah. what, what you end up with.
0: Right. Well, I don't know. What do you guys out there think? You know, Buddy, Chucky, Chucky, Buddy. What do you guys think? Let us know on Facebook. Talk it kills my
1: pitched ending, though. What's that? So we couldn't have Chucky versus Buddy. Oh. At the end. Well, I'm not your happen. guy, buddy.
4: <laughs> buddy Guy? <laughs> and then I have Buddy Guy in there. Yeah,
0: yeah. There you go. Guy. Music by Buddy Guy.
1: Die, buddy. Yeah, so. I'm sorry we brought
0: you back on the show. Yeah. <laughs> we should have learned our lesson on the first the first one you were here. The Never first go around. <laughs> so not a lot Never. of other news this in the last three days since our last show here. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Blumhouse announced that there's going to be eight new feature-length movies that are coming directly to Amazon Prime
1: masters of horror edition number two i'm not i'm sure they're not gonna call it masters of horror
2: oh i was gonna ask Yeah. no no, no but that's
1: i'm, I'm assuming because the the statement that was released by jason blum said it was going to be giving chances to young filmmakers in the horror genre to get their what they wanted to put out there in a in a platform so so amateurs at, yes at of horror? amateurs of horror. yes <laughs> but i mean it, it, the concept came up because yeah. of, you know showtime's uh a masters of horrors they did a while ago i i just think that that's kind of what the concept they're going with because it looks like it, it there's a they said there's like a theme but it's not all their movies aren't all related so i figure that's the theme that they just fall underneath probably like indie like horror guys that he's given a shot to which is great yeah that's cool you know and that's how he's going to get the next big idea And of course on hulu he has the the other show there on hulu into the dark into the dark yes that that's based around holidays yeah it's like eight It's going to be, like, eight different, like, shorts based on holidays, right? It's an episode a month, right? Oh, yeah. It's one episode a month, and they follow holidays. Yeah. So, presumably, we'll have a Thanksgiving one this month? Well, yeah. And then uh, Thanksgiving, probably, which
2: there is a lack of we were talking about. There's a lack of Thanksgiving horror, right? Yeah.
1: Um, This could be the the cornering of the market for Blumhouse. Think about it. Because there's nothing. Thanksgiving gonna that, that's Thanksgiving going to think. That's thanks killing it. When Thanksgiving is the only one that's left. It's getting bumped, brother. It's <laughs> now, here's my question. December, do you go with Christmas since it's already been done? Or Hanukkah do you go with, like, Hanukkah? Or do you go with Kwanzaa? But there was, uh, what
2: was no. the one, there was a movie, Holidays. Yes, yes, yes.
1: So Kevin Smith was a
2: part of actually. Yeah, yeah. he directed one of the segments. yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, it wasn't was a... bad, but it wasn't great. A couple of them were okay. Some of them were good. Some of them were yeah, really bad. So maybe this will be the one with Seth, the Christmas one was cool with Seth Green. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, that was pretty interesting. Yeah, but, but for the most part, it was bad. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, this this one's in, in a similar vibe, but it's also longer because I do believe they're like hour long episodes. Good. So they're pretty much a, almost a full length horror movie because horror usually is about ninety minutes give or take. Yeah. So at sixty minutes, you're almost full length. So I guess, and once again, they're being directed by some young talent that's working for Blumhouse. So, I mean, it looks like Jason Blum's just trying to get young blood out there. And probably a more diverse
2: group because he got uh, called out for not uh, hiring any female directors and, you know, diversity and all that. He's... He's he's kind of under the gun with that stuff,
1: which is weird because he gave a lot of leeway in the making of Paranormal Activity, and I mean I got to have that conversation at Scarecon with uh, yeah. Katie Featherston. And she had a lot of leeway in that movie. Like she got a lot of like say and like a lot of ad libbing. And so I mean, it's not. I don't think. I it's think probably, it's unfairly. It's ju- just something he said but. that
2: people are probably just blowing up and like.
3: oh well, uh, well, he here's
1: the thing. How many? Honestly, how many? And I mean, I'm not saying they can't, but how many women historically have done horror movies? I mean, we have a handful of horror female horror directors and yeah. producers, but there's not like it's not as much as the men. There's a, I'm not trying to make it a difference. I'm yeah, just saying there's there's a, a big...
2: really interesting uh, documentary series called Story of Film, and a lot of the earliest uh, the earliest movies in general were directed by female like right. female directors, and then men kind of s- saw the opportunities and swooped in and took over the industry. So maybe like the very earliest stuff. But yeah, uh, after that period,
1: nothing, you know, I mean, like I'm saying, I I, I want it. I'm not I'm not against it, uh, but I think we've I've talked about this on other podcasts before, you know, but I I just I don't understand why nowadays we have to have everything like across the board. Even I just want to see good films. I don't care who makes them like Jordan Peele made a good movie. I, I don't care that he's black. Mm. I just want to see a good movie, you know. I don't care if you're a guy, a girl, black, white, gay, straight. Doesn't matter to me. As long as you're making something that I want to see, then we're good. We're golden.
3: Yeah. And
1: I think that I think a lot of fans are that way too. I, have you ever gone to a movie based upon the color of the director's skin? Could care less. Same their as you. Or business practices. No. I mean, we went to see movies that starred Kevin Spacey, and let's be honest, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, I I still, even though all the disgusting things that he got uh, accused of allegedly uh have tainted his career i still i still love seven doesn't change my opinion of the movie he was in. Yeah, that's a good point so i just look at the i just have to look at it like this i'm i'm going to a movie i want to be entertained i'm not really worried about the social political stuff and i think that's a problem in society especially in our country right now Is everybody's worried about the political and social you know it, just come out with good stuff yeah. in hollywood Simple stop concept stop, you would think stop remaking the same old shit like, that's my other grape. Yeah. You know, I mean, I do want... I, now, I mind you, we are fans of certain remakes. I want to see some of the... Class, you know, like, for us, we grew up in an era where the classics to us are the 80s horror movies. So, seeing them come back around and get their due is, is cool. However, and, you know, even doing the dark uh, universe that Universal wants to do with the, the classic monsters, that's cool. I, I, I give them their day. But let's get some more, like, new ideas out there, man. Yeah. Like, not just in horror, but this is sort of shows about horror, so in horror, but also in every avenue like why can't we have something new i feel like there's a lot of indie movies out there that are pushing boundaries but they're not getting the you know the backing behind them so it's not like the ideas don't exist it's just that hollywood isn't putting anything behind them so it is nice to see jason blum doing something like this because of that
2: oh absolutely it's also what the audience demands people like their star wars well i mean star wars is going back on their yearly movies now uh people were like i mean they like their marvel movies they
1: like their formula oh i love i love all those but you can still sneak stuff in between yeah I mean, yeah. here's a here's a good reboot kind of a remake. It's not even a remake. It's kind of just sequels. It's like Creed. We're coming oh, up to yeah, yeah, Creed yeah. 2. Like that's the kind of idea. It's like great, a reimagining. You We're know? yeah. using
2: some of
0: the old characters. We're
1: but going further
0: with the themes of the story. It's yeah. but it's new. Yeah, and a lot of people don't realize that Rocky IV was actually a horror movie. There was there was a murder. <laughs> <laughs> there was <laughs> yeah, a murder. Was, and then I was, was terrified. The of Choice when I was, was a child. boxing glove. Yeah. Then,
1: then he had to go to Russia, and there's those creepy KGB guys was. following around. It's terrifying. Technically, it could have been a horror movie, but Like I said, if you think about it, the nice part about this whole deal with Jason Blumbitz with both of these things is he's really trying to push horror further by incorporating some of this indie movement, younger talent, to get new ideas out there. And I think that's what you need overall. Now, mind you, he's also trying to remake some of the classics that we know we've been applauding him for. So either way, I'm for both, but... Let's get some new stuff out there, because I want to see some new stuff in between. And I still want to see my Star Wars movie. Yeah,
2: there's no reason to have a Cabin Fever remake. No, no, absolutely Like, not. ten years after the first one. and That was the it, exact same script? Same yeah, same stuff. I
0: tried watching that, got five minutes into it and turned it off.
2: Yeah, I saw that it was the exact same movie, and yeah. I was like, alright. man than I. The setting but there is, is, slightly there different, is something but... to be said for, like, uh, The Hills Have Eyes which could have used a remake, right? Right, right. The original Wes Craven movie is good. I actually prefer the remake.
0: I agree with that. It's it's almost a shot-for-shot same movie, but it's creepier and has the intensity. It It is more intense. I I
1: have the same feelings about when they remade uh, Last House on the Left and I Spit on Your Grave. Uh, oh, I some would agree people with are. That as last House well. on the
2: Left, I like that. Some people reaction. criticize oh, yeah. them
1: because, well, you have to remember the times in the '70s when I Spit on Your Grave and uh, Last House on the Left both came out originally. You know, the country had no problem with sex, but violence was toned back a little bit. Now, when you watch those movies, the sex was toned back and the violence was toned up and I, I, I was a fan of them. I mean, I know some people were detractors, but I was a fan of both of those remakes, yeah, but it was, was timing. Also. Timing, think about it, 30 years. 30 years had gone by, and, and I i Last House on the Left, I loved the Wes Craven version, but the newer one was newer. just more clean, it looked good, yeah. it, it actually gave you a better story in the long run. It Acting didn't, was it didn't better. feel Everything like you were watching an actual snuff film. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. And <laughs> I 20 I 20 spent on your grade. was
0: outstanding in
2: it. The original I really, like, I watched it once and I was like, eh, I feel pretty dirty and I'm not going to watch Well, it watch made me feel again. a little
0: bit better about Carl from ghost as well <laughs> yeah. you know oh, oh yeah you're much better person redemption <laughs> i like that <laughs> he's actor. still a killer but that actor is uh, tony goldman yeah
1: but Uh, To your point of things the I spit on your grave remake was way more suspenseful than the original Yeah, it was the remake was you you were on more on the edge of your seat Because in the original it was kind of straightforward vigilante kind of I'm gonna off you revenge movie Whereas in this new one she came up with some interesting ways that kind of really did she was like get get rid of them And I that's why I say they're different and they had perfect timing, but that goes to your point It wasn't 10 years ago. They made those movies like almost 30 years later Based upon a different style, yeah, and it was different
2: different approaches to it, yeah. Yeah, like it's not just let's just do the like Gus Van Sant's Psycho way back when they just did Uh, a shot shot for shot. shot. Like, why? There's no reason for that. I I hate when they do that. If you're gonna do it,
0: like. You know, here's the thing with that, too. You're taking one of the greatest movies, not just a horror movie, but one of the greatest movies that's ever been made, and you're trying to modernize it and do it shot for shot, it's not going to work. Something like The Hills Have Eyes was a little bit more, although the horror community knows the movie, Yeah, it's a little bit more of an obscure movie. It's a rough movie, too. Yeah, yeah. it was. It's a rough shape. If you're going to remake something and do that, do it with something like that. You know, something that's... Maybe not as well known.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, and, like
2: Wes Craven's a master, but he's not like a Kubrick or a you know, no. Spielberg master. He's right. like a master of ideas. He missed he, he <laughs> definitely <laughs> missed
1: some beats somewhere because everybody yeah. everybody does. I mean, there's very few movies in the history of, of film that you can say are perfect front to back. There's, there's some, and I mean, I would never give, I don't give anything a 10, as I've always pointed out, but I've given plenty of things a nine and that's perfect enough for me. Right. But you know, there's very few that are like kind of that Holy grail, if you will. And in horror, there's really only a couple. Halloween is one. Yeah. Uh, Exorcist is one. Todd Browning's freaks. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, But
1: I mean, Exorcist is one. Halloween is one. Probably Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. I mean, the original Jaws. I mean, well, that, but, but there's that some flaws the too. Though.
2: Monster movies too are like classic. Oh yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah.
0: I still think the black. I talk about it all the time. But Black Christmas belongs in that list. That oh, yeah, is yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. greatest horror movies ever made. But the and remake don't was good it. too, though.
1: Uh, I mean, it wasn't better than the original. About the little yellow boy. Listen, listen. It wasn't better than the original, but it was better than a lot of remakes that have come. The one out.
0: thing I'll give it. I've gone back and I've watched the movie a lot.
1: Wait a minute. You originally said that you liked that movie better originally. Didn't you? No. Who no. said that? Somebody had gone on record saying that they like the the Luke remake. Of Black it. Oh, okay. It was he likes. Movie.
0: He doesn't like it better than the original. The oh, original. Okay. No. No. The yeah. one thing I will give the remake is um, the way that it looked, the set pieces, and everything. You know, it it had a similar gory look and nasty, to it. Yeah. And it was gory and nasty, but it just it looked. You know, the, the first one just looks like it could be really happening. It's in a sorority house. It was, a real house was used. They did a similar thing for the remake. They, the s- they dressed up the set to look very similar to the original one. Yeah. And that worked for me. It was just the whole little yellow boy and his sister living in the walls of the house. You know, yeah. it was that's where i lost it in the original Duh. it's so ambiguous you don't know who the killer is you think it's one person and then you get duped it may or may not be and right like it's just creepy. but you never find out yeah exactly who billy is or right. agnes and you have them both belly. in the remake yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not but even gonna no, i'm just saying i'll do that
1: oh, it could be it could have been worse because <laughs> there's that some that kind of the because kind of, <laughs> don't get don't get you started on prom night
0: Uh, Uh, Ah, not the remake. Yeah, that's
1: what I'm saying. (laughs) Oh,
0: that was on last night, too. I couldn't sleep. And, yeah, it was a double feature with Britney Snow movies. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. TMC, actually. They do their Splatter Day on Saturday movies, and their choices this week were Britney Snow's best horror collection, which consists of two movies, Prom Night and Would You Rather, which is Uh,
2: kind of a nasty movie. Would You Rather is a fun movie.
0: It was fun. It was nasty.
1: But I still, I I just think that that was a poor selection.
2: (laughs) I'm a very uh, vocal... uh, Supporter of I I, I encouraged Brittany Snow. I encouraged a lot of people to see Would
0: You Rather. Uh, I think we're going to see you. encourage them to see like, Snow you guys, movies. But you have to see Pitch this perfect one
1: through three. <laughs> uh, so I got. I think we got one more item in the news. Well, now? yeah,
0: you mentioned something about a perfect movie front to back. Uh, I'm going to take those words and uh, we're going to we're going to put them in a little something else. There's a little movie out there called Sleepaway Camp that, uh
1: yes yeah. you know, know the holy
2: grail movie
1: yeah. <laughs> i don't know if it's perfect front to back but there's definitely some frontal <laughs> there yeah, there's some frontal in perfect fronts and backs. yeah there spoiler, are <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> is it is that a spoiler alert at this point in um, I just if you haven't seen there. sleepaway can't get out to see it now no see this is my here, here speaking about remakes before we get into it and this is my argument when I, we've said this before and I know we've both been public about this my, one of my favorite horror movies of all time is Ap- April Fool's Day oh mine too and it's really hard to remake that movie because you could never do the twist ending without people knowing right the same thing with Sleepaway Camp like it would be really hard to remake it because if you do the same twist ending like you know the ending you'd have to do something for, different like, she would have to be like a unicorn
0: for the die hard yeah. horror movie fans like us you're right for the new generation of fans you know, they may not see something like that coming but then again, you're gonna get all the all the critics less- out there up in arms about the you know the nudity and
1: once again with the social political climate that it is, I think it's less shocking now than Maybe. it was then. Yeah, because honestly, yeah. spoiler alert: a chick that ends up as a dude and uh, full uh, full uh, dong shot at the end of the movie, I don't think is. As shocking in 2018 as it was back in, I, what was the year of Superboy in 19, uh, early s- 1980s? Early eighty Yeah, maybe, I want to say maybe
0: like, 83, 84. Yeah.
1: So uh, back then, I think it was a lot more shocking to see somebody that you thought was a girl is actually a turned dude. Turned to be a boy. And, and the movie of.
0: was pretty awful, except
1: for that you know oh, yeah. but and it's, subsequent it, sequels were also. Oh uh, yeah, awful. well the
0: sequels, the the second and the third one starring Bruce Springsteen's sister. Oh yeah, those ones, you know, that goes down the uh, the avenue of the horror comedy, and they're actually fun little movies. Tongue and cheeks, they're yeah. t- definitely tongue
1: and cheek movies. Yeah, they were yeah. pretty
0: fun. They were different. They were kind of. Well, uh, think
1: about the the the, the covers for them because I'm eighty mm-hmm. three. Okay, think about the covers for them because I always remember the covers from I used back be in the video king I was a kid, in the video king days, and it would always be like the hockey mask and <laughs> the claw. So the claw, you would get yeah. the you would get like the. The vibe that it was like Freddy or Jason, but right. it's not. It and, was and That's why I was talking. It, it was, was Angela tongue in Chief. Yeah, yeah. But so, what? Wh- why is this newsworthy, Mike?
0: Well, Sleepaway Camp apparently has a four-hour documentary produced by Felissa Rose, who. Was Angela in the original movie and has made appearances in some of the other sequels that came about later on? Four wow. hours. Four hours. Four
1: hours. Okay. How are we going to get four uh, hours of? I want to point. Well, how would you get nine of that, hours but... of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? Because it's a much better movie. Yeah, series. Because think about it. They got about three hours off of just the first Nightmare on Elm Street alone. Yeah, that's true. Like, like I thought that I. I speaking of which, I was going to bring that up. I thought the Nightmare on Elm Street documentary was amazing. Yeah, also yeah. the, it, fr- it's the Friday the Thirteenth, the Crystal Lake Diaries one, which is also like six hours long. Yeah. That was also really good as well. The Nightmare one was actually better. I, I, per- I like the Nightmare
0: one I personally well. like the Friday the 13th series more. It's yeah. just more, you know, not that I don't like Friday or Nightmare, but I do like the Friday one more. I'm Nightmare guy. Yeah, but I like the Nightmare doc more. Was, oh, the it Nightmare was doc is much, was great. much better made. Mm. But, yeah, yeah, Sleepaway Camp, I'm kind of curious to see how they're going to get four hours of material out of that. It's <laughs> always
2: interesting to hear people talk about how they, you know. The making of.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I, an I an I hour of dong. <laughs> oh, There's gonna be a lot of that. Uh, going up. Yeah, I don't a lot know of about that. that. I, I'm just
2: saying, I don't know how you get four hours though. Yeah, there's not much to that series.
0: Well, I, I don't like, want to say that though. I and think have everybody, jump. No,
1: <laughs> even if they do, there there really isn't. Like, yeah. like, like, well, like there's, there's more than describe. just
0: the three movies though. There's right. like five or six movies no, 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 in that no, series, no. and they, but were, but the
2: other ones were really. This is bad. right off the news of uh ten-hour Saturday the 14th documentary
1: that's in the works.
2: Is it really going to be ten hours? No, I'm just <laughs> by the way just if making anybody, that up sorry but, but
1: once again the tongue-in-cheek portion of that like that that would be kind of akin to that though no be yeah. seriously yeah it Saturday would be the akin, 14th like, is nothing yeah like you could how are you going to do four hours on that They're, like i just don't even though there's six movies f- five of them don't matter <laughs> yeah like and i'm not saying that in a bad way for the fans out there of, of Sleepaway Camp. that's fine that's cool but i just don't see four hours of talking about angela and her dong
0: well, James mm. Earl Jones' father was the cook in the movie. Maybe they can talk about him and James Earl Jones and no, so Star Wars the
1: Return of the Vader. Jedi. <laughs> I love it. It just becomes a Star Wars documentary real quick. <laughs> and how
4: Return of the Jedi sucks.
1: Oh, you <laughs> left it open for him. There it is. <laughs> hey, we were going to trade Return of the Jedi episodes one and two and The Last Jedi to get Stan Lee back for a year. Yes.
3: For a year. Oh.
1: I got to keep the rest of my Star Wars movies. Being a Star Wars fan is fine, but I'll trade off some stuff.
4: But you wanted to keep the Christmas special?
1: You know, yeah, <laughs> you, you can't get rid of that. What else do we have for a nerd Christmas special besides Star Wars? Sleepaway Camp,
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Christmas classic that it is.
1: Oh man, isn't that funny? Maybe we can convince people that it's a Christmas classic. We can try. Oh, but no, I just don't get to see the four hours out of it. That's just me. Uh,
0: I'll, I'll check it out and see what it's like once it hits. But you know, I'm sure that the information about the original movie will be interesting. Right, Maybe man. there'll be some interesting.
1: They'll things tie about it the second in probably to ones.
2: like the explosion in like slasher movie
1: culture back at the time and yeah.
2: how all of it yeah yeah
1: it's pretty much what they're going to do they're just going to probably tie things together yeah But, you know, hey, maybe some of you out there uh, love your sleepaway camp and you think four hours isn't enough. (laughs) Maybe you're the opposite thinking of us. And we'd love to know that. So go ahead. and These guys don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Why why do they have microphones? (laughs) Well, you know what? If you want to tell us that or you want to tell us you agree with us or any other story we just covered, go ahead. Go on to our Facebook page, HorrorZone607. Go to Instagram or Twitter at HorrorZone607. Always use the hashtag HC607 to join the conversation because we want to hear from you well thank you rich you always do that so much better than
0: me so that's your new job on the show Uh, so there's always got to be a plug guy (laughs) and you are that man all right so we're going to take a quick break when we come back there's a reason why we've got rafe in the studio today oh yeah he may be a professor of higher education (laughs) but he's also a connoisseur of comics so he's gonna be coming back to talk about a couple of different comics that are in the works uh, in a series in particular that's coming from his favorite comic book series yes so come on back listen what he has to say and Horror. you're listening to Horizon 607 hey, fuck! And welcome back to Horizon 607 Before the break, I mentioned that we have Rafe in the studio again today. You probably Hello. heard him talking a little bit. Rafe, as I've also mentioned a yes. couple of times, he's a man of many talents. He's a professor. He is... I profess much. ...the smartest human being alive. That's a known fact.
1: Oh, my God. Well, he, he's, he's <laughs> great at introductions, by the way. All
0: right, well... Well, we got to say something nice yeah. about him better in three weeks, so... Uh, Rafe uh, also he's he's a talented musician, did the music for our show the, the, the in- and the opening and closing the opening and the closing that you hear that's uh, from Rafe. He made that's that himself. Yay. but uh, he's also very much into the world of literature and comics. Oh yes. And we purposely held back some news in the last couple of weeks about a new series that's coming out, Swamp Thing. is being remade into a series and there's been some casting news and uh Rafe's here to talk a little bit about that and his love of the the swamp thing the genre
2: and the franchise and everything about it yes thank you um i i do appreciate i i thought you guys were gonna at least mention it but i appreciate you we don't uh, like
0: to talk about you oh well
2: (laughs) you know thank you (laughs) (laughs) but anyways uh yeah uh very big news for the comic book uh, world and especially horror comics. Swamp Thing, um, one of the most iconic horror uh, comic book figures of all time. Uh, Aside from... uh, I mean, there's debate, you know, Swamp Thing, Man Thing, uh, Marvel, DC. Which one came first? Man Thing came first. But Swamp Thing's the one everybody still talks about. Nobody really knows what Man Thing is, really. Um, So, um, Swamp Thing uh, just... You know, for those who don't know, uh, created in 1971 uh, for a horror one-shot House of Secrets. And it was created by Len Wein, the guy who um, also co-created Wolverine. Um, And uh, unfortunately, he passed last year. Um, And Len Wein, very influential. He... uh, had this one story um it was a it was part of that house of secrets issue and it's just a short story where um a scientist is murdered by a jealous lover who's having an affair with his wife and uh he comes back as a result of the experiment he was working on as a swamp creature and uh murders the guy who killed him and uh, uh and you know it was just kind of a a slight thing and he, he loved the character, and it blew up into its own series and uh, became very popular. And um, it, it was interesting, especially DC superhero comics. You know, there, there wasn't much horror element to it um, at the time. You know, it was all, it was all X-Men and, uh, it, you know, uh, Superman, Batman, as always. And so um, at the time, Swamp Thing was an interesting addition to comic books, and um, especially when alan moore took over in the early 80s 1983 to 1987 his run uh pretty much i I mean it changed the game for comic books in general and uh for the potential of telling stories in comic books so i mean uh the recent news dc universe um dc universe essentially uh they're streaming netflix for dc uh titans is on there now i haven't mm. watched titans yet has anybody watched Titans? ron has uh, I got given through the over...
4: first four episodes i haven't watched the last two how years. is it it's uh, it's they got potential okay they really do okay. um with everything being said i think they're gonna hit gold with uh the doom patrol yes because that episode with doom patrol was amazing i yeah and i, I, I haven't the, seen anything yeah so. but the way they have all the characters is really good my gripe is just uh, Starfire. I, they don't know what they're doing with her. She has way, they Amnesia. Change, they changed. They changed the costume again. Yeah, the, too. like she's not even like she's just in this dress and a fur coat. Like I don't, I don't really understand. They're they're not really showing what's what. About, what
2: about Robin? A lot of people were upset with the F Batman. Thing. No, Robin's
4: actually really good. I don't have an issue with Robin. Robin's. This is that time period when uh, Dick Grayson realized that Bruce would never give up the cowl. So that's why he left. Okay, and yeah. he's like twenty four ish. I'm gonna say, give or take, in uh, in Detroit. So we might see of,
2: him like actually transform in into Nightwing. Nightwing.
4: Oh. So, so like this is that, that this is that t- that time period where no one's ever actually seen it. it yeah. he, this is just when he left and nobody actually sees it. So they're just putting their take on it. Yeah. And he's he's fine all the way through. He you know uh, he's got a phone with everybody in it, and you just see him scrolling through, and there's just a bunch of people that may may or may not show up yeah and he you know uh beast boy's beast boy he's fine okay. his whole story links into the doom patrol on his origin for this i think that's been rewritten a hundred times for beast boy yeah and then it's all, all of them are yeah, yeah. and then raven's storyline is all right Ra- it's it's all based on raven this season okay. and she's you know 17 18 you know high school student blah blah blah. doesn't know her father and why she has these powers
1: and they're but, choosing red hood right
4: uh red hood uh that's. Sixth episode was called Jason Todd. and he's, hey, oh. actually I think that just came out this week or or will be this week. and it shows him in his Robin at Get up. Oh, boy. so Ooh. it's before he becomes red hood so ah, that's that'll be interesting yeah i don't know if it's a flashback when they show it that way or what but it shows him in his robin outfit as well and that looks just as good
1: so in the roundabout way ron is saying that uh the dc universe is uh, might be hitting home runs here. Yeah,
4: it's, it's worth a watch don't it's get me wrong um got potential it has very much potential i know a lot of people like it enjoy it and aren't criticized about the starfire thing because it's more making her more of a meta human than an alien from a Planet that came from cats, yeah, no. <laughs> but let's be honest.
2: Well, that's exciting for Swamp Thing because if they do it right, it could potentially be like one of the coolest things we ever see on TV. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because really, I mean, it's it's a mix of sci-fi, horror, fantasy. There's so much going on in the series. Um, but this wouldn't be the first time. Uh, we'll get into the casting and everything. This wouldn't be the first time Swamp Thing's been on TV. <laughs> no, no, but I, I do USA? have a soft spot in my mm-hmm. heart for the USA series um with dick D- doran or what who was the guy dick du yeah, yeah who played swamp thing in the original movie the Wes mm-hmm. craven movie and return of swamp thing and the 1990 to
1: 1993 and series
2: did the series yeah, yeah yeah i i mean like they weren't it, it was a fun show um I don't L- know if you listen, guys have any tra- fond memories. I, I, have oh, a
1: f- I have tons of fond memories of that show. I don't know how well. I haven't seen it in a long time, so I don't know how long it, uh, how it stood the test of time. Yeah, yeah I I'd probably be interested didn't, to see. But, uh, <laughs> but I do have fond memories of watching that show. Uh, it's up there. Believe it or not, it's up there in my memories of watching uh, the Batman
3: show.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah Batman yeah. 66. Or like the Flash. Remember the yeah, Flash yeah, series? Yeah, yeah. That was cool. Yeah, some so, of the
1: older which, stuff I really, I you know, it's corny now. But to me, I was like, man, I grew up on it, so it was awesome. So with, with yeah. the big
4: crossover event with the, all the WB stuff, he puts on his old Flash outfit in this. Yeah, crossover. I saw that. Sorry, yeah. Sorry for the, the right guys. The, the original, the yeah. original uh, guy who played it, Flash. Uh, in the, the he plays Barry youngest. Allen's father in this in, the, yeah. in Flash and World Two.
2: I saw the picture. I haven't yeah. been keeping up with the show, but I was like, yes, that's awesome. Um, Well, anyways, yeah, there's some casting news for this show that uh, has really interesting potential, but we'll talk about. All right, so Andy Bean is cast as Alec Holland, the scientist who becomes Swamp Thing. Andy Bean um, is playing the adult Stanley in It Chapter 2. So um, he's uh, he's someone to look into. Um, He's going to be in a few really cool upcoming things.
4: Being
1: in a. big budget movie like uh it even so that's that's cool
2: yeah yeah. um Derek Mears is playing the alter ego swamp thing I like that they're picking a different actor to play swamp thing like because Derek Mears is a huge guy oh yeah yeah. he played uh he played Jason in the Friday the 13th remake and he also (laughs) played he was in the hills have eyes just going back to yeah he he was one of the mutants in the hills have eyes so um, he's got kind of like a Michael Berryman kind of feel to him that I think would, uh, he's he's like a perfect build for a costumed creature. You yeah, know? he's gigantic. He's, he's a big he's, human being. It'll so, be cool. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, Crystal Reed uh, is Abby Arcane, which is usually Swamp Thing's love interest. Yeah. Um, she's been on Gotham. Yeah, she's on Gotham. She was pretty good uh, on that. Sophia Falcone. Yes. And uh, okay. Teen Wolf, she's in that. Yeah. Uh, so like she's she's an up and comer, you know, there seems to be a few up and comers here. Um and abby arcane you know that's cool that they're hopefully we'll get an anton arcane there's been no news i mean anton arcane is yeah. the nemesis of swamp things so i'm assuming in. that there's going to be something if abby's in there yeah i mean yeah. there's got to be something or maybe even if it's not lead season, into that first yeah maybe second season that's end of the sure. first season um but the big news that i did have um that i'm very pumped for is kevin durand was cast as jason Woodru, who is uh the floronic man So if if you're familiar with the Alan Moore run of Swamp Thing, his run began with the conflict with Floronic Man, if I if I remember correctly. Sounds right. Um, Floronic Man is the one who discovers, in Alan Moore's run, that Swamp Thing is not Alec Holland. It's a group of plants that believe and form themselves to what they think is a formation of Alec Holland. Right. Like, so he dies as a result of his experiment and his his men, his mind is absorbed by the plant life and they form their amalgamation of what they think it is to be a man so that's that's like the big twist that Alan Moore brought to the comic book and it was kind of like a precursor to his Doctor Manhattan character yeah. in Watchmen and if they're going this route with swamp thing this series could be yeah
4: phenomenal.
1: looks like they're going with the, the legendary storyline and not something yeah, yeah. uh Simple. Well, I want to say simpler, but nothing. Something not as good.
2: Well, yeah, with the uh, Floronic Man in there, clearly they have. They're going to go that route. Um, and Kevin Durant's cool. I, I mean, I don't know if anybody remembers him from Lost. He yeah. was He was Martin, I think, in Lost. Um, I, I don't. know He was only watch. in like two, two or three seasons, but he was a cool character. Uh, the show, say what you will. I mean, I like. I was with it up until the last season, and that's uh, when everybody That's listening. when I was like, whoa, all right. Um, but he was good in it and um you know like if they are going if they're going into the alan moore stuff like he introduced the green the concept of the green that's how um that's how swamp thing communicates with all plant life on earth and he introduced the parliament of trees he he also introduced uh he created the character john constantine yep which if we get matt ryan uh um, I'm sure. I'm sure. If we could get he, Matt Ryan, he, he, in he's on this. jumping in everything. He's jumping in yeah, the animated const- series.
4: He jumps in. He's Legends everywhere. Tomorrow, yeah. uh, Arrow.
2: He's perfect. Yeah, he's perfect. He's as... like.
4: He's like. I might not have my own show, people, but I'll just. I'll just show up over here. over if, here, over here, and still get paid. If he's if he's
2: gonna be in this new Swamp Thing show, that would be fantastic. Because he's in the Alan Moore run. Yeah, they should do that. They should go that route. Um, you know, there's there's just. Endless potential for the show if it if it does well um, I really hope it does this and the the Watchmen series too but that's not really horror yeah still
1: it still is tied in with you know Alan Alan Moore. Moore, i'm just an alan moore guy but it's it's nice to see that their dc universe looks like they're for the most part we were worried about it but it looks like they're taking care of the properties i mean they are putting money behind them yeah i mean there's no doubt about that every one of them that's coming out has you know star power in it if you will definitely great actors uh i'm 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 super impressed to see the swamp thing show i don't i don't think it's going to be a disappointment i you know, it just—I think it's going to be another one of those situations where somebody's hitting a home run, and it's something we haven't seen in a while.
2: Yeah, it's—it's it's a very different type of character that is not at all out there. You, um,
4: yeah. like, oh, no, there you, is Pete, like, there's a bunch of uh, if you go to, like Barnes Noble and Noble stuff, you can find a bunch of his runs. Uh, well, I meant, I meant like,
2: yeah. like they—they aren't telling stories. No, like no, no. What yeah. I'm saying
4: is just if you ever want to pick up a comic or yeah. something, there's graphic novels out there. You know, we were discussing like my favorite run was when the love interest got arrested and took the gotham out of all the places to get put to trial for yeah. having a relationship with swamp thing and that was air quotes people and swamp thing actually has... takes over gotham and batman at the end just like just beat down yeah and just from to getting his butt beat by swamp thing and everything and just being like look do you really want to do this you know it's you do really want it was a thing about you know racism and all that stuff too at that moment in time because it's like well do you really want to go after her and swamp thing having a relationship and because you know there is you know superman and lois lane you know he's an alien and then into the Dick Grayson and uh, Starfire marriage of being an alien from a planet derived from cats, and it was just their whole take on that. And it yeah. was one of the better storylines.
2: And then that that actually ended up uh, tying in later on. Um, there's a conflict in, in the south in Louisiana where S- Swamp Thing's usually based. And, uh, you know, like, it's a big supernatural occurrence, and the Justice League, the issue starts off with the Justice League watching from their wa- the Watchtower, and um, Batman actually says to the rest of the group. He's like, "Don't worry about this. We, there's a guy. There's, we have someone who can handle that." That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, all right. So Swamp Thing's kinda linked in with the Justice yeah. League. Well, he's the and Justice
1: League Dark. Yeah, yeah. he is yeah. currently
2: in the Justice League Dark, which is awesome. By the way, oh, if you guys, yeah. if you guys, James Tinyon the Fourth. Is writing um, Justice League Dark currently. They just finished the Witching Hour storyline yeah. um, with Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's leading the Justice League Dark with Zatanna, um, Man Bat, Swamp Thing, and Detective Chimp. Oh, and wow. It's, it's yeah. awesome. Detective Chimp's great. It's it an awesome comic book. DC
1: did an animated movie, too, for yep. Uh, yep. Justice League Dark. With Matt Ryan which is really doing good. the voice. Yeah. Yeah, of, yeah, that's what I mean. He's, jumping He's Yeah, everywhere. But it was yeah. once again, DC hits home runs with animated yeah, movies. The yeah. so animated movies are so good. Yeah for sure.
0: Um, one of the other things I wanted to ask you, um, on the site on Facebook, there's been a few times you've posted about different uh books or comic books, oh, you yeah. know, the you you have a little thing that I like to call universal corner in yeah. your house. Yeah. So um, you know, what other graphic novels or or novels related to horror you know are your favorites what what else would you like to uh, get horror, out there so people know about it horror comics if you haven't
2: read afterlife with archie um you let me borrow that and it was fantastic it is, was before i
0: knew anything about riverdale or the archie comics i'd never read them that yeah, was the first thing that i ever read uh, of archie and it was, was it francesco
2: francavilla i i think that's the writer and uh, artist for it and it's it's a really cool take i mean the archie comics are doing some interesting things and it's been the basis for the explosion on tv but um he, he did a run of, uh, it's basically Jughead's dog uh, gets bitten and becomes zombified and Jughead becomes a zombie. Um, oh, wait, no, no. Here it is. Sorry. I, it's been a while. We'll so, um, out. yeah, just edit that out. Uh, yeah, anyways, so Jughead's dog is hit by a car. He takes it to Sabrina the Teenage Witch to, um, to resurrect it, ends up being a zombie dog, bites Jughead, and a zombie plague starts in Riverdale and it uh really is the art is fantastic frank avia is one of the best comic book artists working today it was amazing it's so dark yeah and loved it like the high contrast colors on it it looks beautiful and um yeah it's heart-wrenching it's like there there's a moment where archie's dog jumps in to protect him from the zombies and it's like it almost brought tears to my eyes and like it's just really well done, um, and there's new Sabrina the Teenage Witch uh, comics out there now too, and they're doing a new show as well. Yeah, um, Netflix. And so the Archie soon. the Archie world is cool, and Afterlife with Archie is really awesome. Um, there's another really cool comic book series by Colin Bunn that's been ongoing for a while called Harrow County, and that's doing it's like a Southern Gothic comic with a young girl who. Uh, finds out that she's a witch and uh it it gets it's really gory and nasty but uh she starts learning the extent of her powers and her family's history and that's a cool one um yeah uh, justice league dark dc is just starting um starting up their dc vertigo uh title flagship again um so they're doing like sandman and lucifer and all these and the first issue of lucifer came out a few weeks ago and that was great um sandman's uh, sandman's excellent they're re- they're doing that stuff again so yeah dc vertigo dc's going the dark route with their horror comics and they did a cavalcade of uh of horror comics this past month it was awesome it just uh yeah keep an eye out harrow county um uh the afterlife with archie stuff the archie comic stuff that might be a little older now at this point but then uh justice league dark swamp thing oh yeah. yeah
0: check yeah. it out Good I'm stuff. sure we'll
1: definitely be yeah. uh, talking about this uh, when you're in studio, so anything that you guys are l- l- watching or and, reading, I should say. Yeah,
2: any comic book nerds out there, definitely get in touch.
1: Yeah, and keep your eyes on the on the
0: Facebook page because Rafe does like to write about these things from time to time, and they're interesting. I found them interesting, and things that I had never even heard of, yeah. so keep an eye on the page, join the conversation, hashtag HZ607, and follow us on Twitter, and on Instagram, at Horrorzone607. We're going to take another quick break, but when we come back, Rafe actually saw the movie Overlord uh, about a week and a half ago. Do you want to stick around and talk about that a little bit? Eh, Maybe. All right. well we'll (laughs) see if Rafe is back in the studio after this break. You're listening to Horrorzone607. Welcome back to Horror Zone 607 Rafe is still in the studio with us here today. And uh, as we mentioned before the break, he went to see the movie Overlord about a week and a half ago. And uh, has some thoughts on that and is going to give a review of the movie. Oh, do I have thoughts.
2: <laughs> um, Let's hear what you have yeah, to say Yeah, it's actually, it's, it's not a bad movie. Um, I'm I'm 50-50 on it. Uh, all right, so the basic idea, you know, it's set in World War II. Uh, it's a group of paratroopers, American paratroopers dropping in over enemy lines in Nazi-occupied France the night before D-Day, D-Day Eve. And uh, essentially their task is to take out a communications tower to allow for the storming of the beaches. Uh, So it's a really cool setup, and the opening scene is like, you know, a lot of people are comparing it to Saving Private Ryan. It's really intense. They're parachuting in. Um, really well done. I mean, like from, from the get go, this movie is awesome. Like I was, I was sold. I was like, yeah, here we go. All right. So immediately you're pulled into the action, the characters, I mean, the actors do a great job, um, acting their roles. You know, you feel for them. They're believable. Um, they get to where they're supposed to get to, you know, they get to a castle. There's a tower. They have a communication tower they have to take out and the Nazis are occupying the castle, are up to um weird things um they're doing experiments on people um trying to provide hitler with his thousand year army and um that's pretty cool but that's where the movie starts kind of floundering um the uh, i don't want to get too much into spoilers but you don't really get much more information than like they're experimenting with something um, which is really disappointing because, like, even the Wolfenstein 3D games go into further depth <laughs> with what the Nazis have tapped into, what power, like the occult powers and yeah. stuff. This movie just kind of—it doesn't even—it doesn't even go there. It doesn't go anywhere with that. Um, it's basically like it's basically like a video game, and it's cool. Uh, there's lots of great action. There's uh, I I am impressed that it's got a lot of practical effects um it's a good mix of practical effects and uh cgi um the cast is cool the whole time i'm watching this i'm thinking the the main character looks familiar and it turns out it was uh wyatt russell kurt russell's son and i'm like watching this thinking yeah he looks like kurt russell um that's that's why um so he he does a really good job in the lead role um the the actor from Fences with Denzel Washington. I'm forgetting the actor's name. He's one of the main characters. Uh, he's he's a soldier, and he kind of bumbles his way through everything, and it's kind of annoying. Like, he, he doesn't get... There, there's a moment where it's, like, five minutes of him just bumbling around. It's like nobody sees him. No one's going to, like, attack him or anything. It's just really weird. And, like, other than that, though, the story is pretty tight. It gets it gets its point across but it doesn't really go anywhere and it, it uh, was ultimately disappointing because it felt like a compromised movie originally it was supposed to be like uh, over a year ago when they were first talking about it, it was supposed to be a cloverfield movie and i think they pumped the brakes on that after cloverfield paradox uh kind of floundered and then they were like wait maybe we shouldn't do this and i think that's probably what the experiments were originally supposed to be based on in the movie and taking that out left a huge, you know, there's a whole area of untapped potential there, but it felt like a cool grindhouse B movie, you know, like it would have worked well with uh, planet terror and, uh, and death proof, I think so. Yeah. Well, uh, that's pretty five, cool. five out of 10 for me right like, down the middle of the road. Yeah. It's, it's good. Nothing amazing.
0: A little disappointing to hear that it's not more.
2: Yeah, it doesn't get into like the supernatural elements. That like it, it's just like they're the Nazis have occupied this church. They're experimenting with people. That's pretty much all you get. Uh, I'm so, sorry to sorry to spoil that. Well, that's not really a spoiler. It's it, it's who's
1: like, yeah. saving us from the non payoff, if you will. Yeah,
2: right? there's no payoff with what the Nazis are doing, but. Other than that, it, there's, like, cool villains and stuff.
0: Uh, it's almost too bad that it didn't end up staying a, a Cloverfield movie then. Yeah. yeah. It actually, would have had more depth to it. Actually,
2: I think if it had stayed a Cloverfield movie, it would be potentially better. And it may have actually fleshed out some of the, some of the stuff with uh, the Cloverfield series. The Paradox yeah. movie
1: in particular. Because they, they, they kind of hit the home run, really, with 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. And then Paradox well, and the kinda, first one, too. The, well, well, obviously the first, the first one, movie. yeah, yeah. But obviously uh, the Par- Cloverfield Paradox kind of like took the, the wind out of all the sails. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe that's why it is so half-ended, because they were like, yeah, J.J. Abrams like, listen, uh, we got to change this. But never yeah. came up with a reason yeah. why, if you will.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, and like I said, you know, if you've played the Wolfenstein games or even Doom or whatever, you know, you know like the... they. Uh, there's so much they could have gotten into, yeah. and it just psh, nothing. Nothing it's it's disappointing. Yeah. I was disappointing. I I was pumped for the movie. It was an entertaining movie. I left like, oh, they, you, you know, when you can think of a cooler story than what you're shown, then there's an there's a oh, problem. Yeah, yeah. You mean yeah. like the nun? Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, Batman geez. and Robin. Batman uh, and Robin also most horrifying nipples. movie of them all.
1: Bat nipples.
4: And that's bat it. credit card.
1: Uh, So, you know, it is exciting, though, that during the breaks of this show, you've been hearing our uh, good friend and podcast alumni here on Horror Zone 607 from episode one, Jimmy Gazdick's band. Uh, Crimson Brethren. So thank you for letting your band there and uh, check out his other band Floodlands. Uh, You can follow them on Facebook and go to Bandcamp and you can also like them on Bandcamp for both Floodlands and Crimson Brethren. So thank you for providing the music that you hear in the breaks on this show. Yeah,
0: thanks so much for doing that, Jimmy. Uh, We appreciate that. Appreciate everybody in your band. Uh, Thanks for being a guest on our first episode. You did a great job and we look forward to having you back on the show soon. Uh, For now... I think that's about all the time we've got for this week's show. Checking yeah. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, we're going to check it out. Check it out, man. But um, we want to know what you guys have to think about everything we talked about today. If you've seen Overlord. Give us your opinions on what you thought of the movie. And tell me why I'm wrong. Tell Ray oh, why right. he's wrong. I like to tell We're him right. that on a daily basis. So
1: <laughs> they <laughs> might they might agree with you though. So, yeah, yeah. World Don't audiences
2: are loving it. And I mean well, it, it is it's good. What'd you say?
1: 91% on Rotten Tomatoes? Ninety one percent on Google. It's on eighty Google. on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's about a great translation there. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, let us know what you guys think. Find us on Facebook, like the page, leave comments, hashtag, join the conversation with hashtag HZ six hundred seven. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Horizon six hundred seven. And uh, real quickly before we go, just want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. If you're going to be traveling, travel safe. And thank you so much for listening to the show. We we appreciate. Every week when you guys sit down and take a listen to the show and um, and we, watch Thanks Killing and watch Thanks Killing the the, <laughs> the Thanksgiving classic the
1: only the only the, the only Thanksgiving horror movie we could come up with yeah. if you guys have another one also contact us because yeah. we were yeah. we were yeah. racking our brains to try to figure out Thanksgiving horror movies like other than like
2: witch movies yeah I witches than witch I, would in. In. I would throw into November maybe.
3: yeah
1: yeah maybe but I I Harvest i mean, so the yeah, straight straight <laughs> setting <laughs> of of Halloween yeah I, or not Halloween sorry straight setting <laughs> of, of Thanksgiving Thanksgiving yeah. sorry other than killing.
2: Oh, oh, oh. Um, the It Comes at Night director. Um, what was the first movie he directed? I'm forgetting it. It Comes at Night. Everybody's heard of that movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Trey Edward Schultz, the director of that, his first movie... Is uh, it's a psychological horror film set at a Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, okay. Um, oh. I forgot the name of it. See, but okay, Check so we it out; it's on Amazon one. Prime.
1: Also, also, I don't know. Maybe we could add Pumpkinhead in there. Yeah,
0: Pumpkinhead. <laughs> yeah, Pumpkinhead and Witches, Pumpkinhead too. It's a witch movie. And it's
1: a witch movie, and it's it also is. it's also got pumpkin in the it's title. It's got pumpkin in it. It's so got one know. wings in one
0: of the sequels. And yeah, it, yeah, there you go. Maybe there so you we'll go. Go. Pumpkin, our,
1: Pumpkinhead. We'll, there it is. We'll go
0: with that. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to Horizon Six Zero Seven for my guests this week Ron Rafe my co-host Rich we all want to wish you happy, you happy happy thanksgiving
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> thanks for listening to horizon 607 guys take it easy